Hi, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called Ambitious, Tough, Faithful, and Reliable. It's an intro to Titus. Even though I'm a girl, I was raised to be tough. Never let him see you sweat, hun, my dad would say. You're a Todd. That was my maiden name. And even though I was the baby of the family, goodness, my sister is 23 years older than me, with two boys in between us. Each of us, a different generation. Same mother and dad. My dad taught me to shake a man's hand like I meant it. And I do. After all, Todd's have a firm ham chick. Huh. I've been called a zealot. A little overly ambitious. And, well, anyone who knows me knows I won't back down from a challenge. Maybe my name should be Titus. Yes, I could take you in a sit-ups contest. Wait, you're talking about the Bible. Sorry. Well, with the final words of 1 Timothy ringing in our ears, Grace be with you all, it would seem natural to turn the page to 2 Timothy in our Bibles. Not so fast. Scholarly historians record that in between the two letters written to young Pastor Timothy, Paul wrote to Titus, Truly, before the past week, I do not remember studying about Titus, the man. I think I would have liked him a lot. He was a Greek Gentile and mentioned 13 times in Paul's ministry, beginning in Paul's first letter, Galatians. He was known to be tough, ambitious, faithful, zealous, and not afraid of a challenge. Titus was a go-to man for Paul, his associate for at least 15 years. And Paul often used him as a kind of a troubleshooter. Like Timothy, Titus was a man of strong character, highly respected. He could be counted on to stay at his post, so he was faithful. Oh, how we need more of that in today's world. Titus was good at reconciling people with one another and skilled in dealing with difficult situations. Also, like Timothy, Paul refers to him as his own son, although Titus transitions from son to brother to partner slash fellow worker over the 15 years of their relationship. There was a strong mutual trust between Paul and Titus. Paul knew that Titus shared his love for the people they served, which I must tell you is no small thing. It has happened twice in my years of ministry that someone came along, took up the mantle along with me, and loved as I loved. You know, MasterCard may have the Some Things in Life Are Priceless campaign, but truly in ministry, for God to send someone who catches your vision, trusts you, and then shares your love for the people? Well, there is nothing like it. It is a like-mindedness that only God can make happen. I, Paul, wrote, Thanks be to God who put into the heart of Titus the same concern I have for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And beyond that, Paul counted on the fact that Titus would handle things in the same manner he did. He said, I urge Titus to go to you and sent our brother with him. 
Titus did not exploit you, did he? Did we not walk in the same footsteps by the same spirit? Titus also took initiative. For Titus not only welcomed our appeal, Paul said, but he is coming to you with much enthusiasm and on his own initiative. Paul, the first and greatest missionary, and Titus had been in Crete together. Paul later sent him back to establish order in the church that had been born at the time of Pentecost. Do you remember that? Back in Acts chapter 2? When the Jewish people had come to Jerusalem to celebrate Pentecost as promised by Jesus, the Holy Spirit came and filled those gathered in prayer in the upper room. Tongues of fire lit on them, and they began speaking in tongues, called xenolalia, as they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now these tongues were the real languages of people who were actually in town to observe the Feast of Pentecost, given to folks filled with the Holy Spirit. So among many others, the Cretans heard the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, in their own language. When they returned home to their mountainous island, they did so with a new faith. And the church in Crete was born. Crete is an island 156 miles long and between 8 and 35 miles wide, a region of Greece, and generally very mountainous. In Paul's day, it was known for its excess. He quoted one of their own poets saying, The people are always liars. They are evil beasts. They don't want to work. They live only to eat. Crete had a reputation for lacking ethical principles, stealing, and harboring robbers and pirates. In both Titus and the letters to Timothy, Paul deals with creating and keeping order in the church and the crises of false teaching infiltrating the church. Timothy in Ephesus, and Titus in Crete. That false teaching, all false teaching, can only be corrected by the blending of truth, sound doctrine, followed by godly living. That was the reason Paul existed, to lead people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and grow them in godliness. He said of himself, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. But also, Timothy and Titus were charged with teaching truth. Friends, you and I must be all about truth, understanding what we believe, correct doctrine, why we believe it, and knowing that indeed it is truth that can stand any test. Jesus Christ is truth. Because of who Titus was and the relationship he shared with Paul, I am really excited to crack open the letter, the book of Titus, short as it is. Perhaps the character of the man will rub off on us.